Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio on a Thursday morning. This week is just blazing by. Speaking of blazing, it was hot on the court last night in Game 3. Your thoughts, sir? The Denver Nuggets are really a very, very good team. They win at 109-94. to This is Game 3, and the Nuggets take two games to one lead. But even more than that, Mike, this was historic. First of all, Nicole Jostic is the first player ever in the final series of the NBA to have a triple-double. He has 10 of them during the playoffs, but this is the championship series at 32 points, 20 rebounds, and 10 assists. But that's only half of it. His buddy, Jamal Murray, 34 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. And folks, that's the first time in NBA history, not playoff history, first time in NBA history. The two players have had a triple-double in the same game. Oh, my goodness sake, were they ever in gear and playing well. And when the Nuggets have everything together, they're awfully tough to beat. They really are. And the Heat did not last night. It was Denver 109, Miami 94 on Miami's home court. And the series now belongs to Denver at two games to one. They'll play again tomorrow night. Interesting to see if Denver can come up again with with that level of uh, of circumstance because these guys are really top-notch pros. Exciting stuff, but yeah, I think Game 2 may have been kind of a fluke, especially after watching Game 3 last night. All right, so when the uh, championships are finished, um, basketball, more specifically, it has had a really interesting couple years with the pandemic because it, it felt like it just returned and returned and returned. didn't really feel like they had a whole lot of time off, and Basketball doesn't get a whole lot of time. No, and, and, and really when you think about it, not many of these pro uh, entities do anymore uh, either. But in the case of basketball, where you have worldwide competition, baseball, you have the World Cup, but that, that's really kind of bogus in a way. Football, of course, is simply American. But in basketball, it's worldwide. And coming up later on this summer and into early fall is the World Cup, and the USA is the defending champion. They'll have the World Cup in Manila, well, Manila in the Philippines. Well, <laughs> many of these players, these NBA players, are going to try for a place on that team. Some will opt out. There's no question about that. They always do. But in regards to many of the players, hey, they've been invited and they want to play in this competition. On their exhibition schedule, the USA is going to play Puerto Rico in Las Vegas on August the 7th, I believe it is. And then they're going worldwide. They're going to play an exhibition game in the United Arab Emirates, and they're going to play an exhibition game in Spain. <laughs> when they play in Spain in their exhibition game, who are they going up against? How about Nikola Jokic, the guy from the Denver Nuggets, who is just tearing things apart right now. He'll be one of the opponents for the, and I assume he is going to play for the Serbian nation. That would be that would be the situation. But the USA's defending champion, and these players are right back on the court. Not all of them, certainly, but the select group right back on the court in Las Vegas at the end of July and into early August. Exciting stuff. All right. Now, uh, Royals and Cardinals back out on the field last night. Both of them had night games, didn't they? They did indeed. Springfield Cardinals get a win, 6-4. to four. Chandler Redmond hits home run number 17 on the year. Scott's playing pretty well, and he's flying under the radar. Cardinals, big Cardinals could use him. And the Miami Marlins knocked off the Kansas City Royals 6-1 to one before a few friends and neighbors down in Miami. Most of the fans were over watching the basketball game. And they never grow the baseball game anyway, so what else is new? 
Anyway, that was the situation. Miami beats Kansas City. Springfield Cardinals beat Kansas City's Double-A Farm Club, the Northwest Arkansas Natural. So, Cardinals, it's been dreadful. Have they been able to shake any of that slump off of them yet? If somebody had shown you the final score of last night's game, which was one to nothing, you would say, oh boy, Cardinals went down again because they can't score and their pitching is not, yeah, it, no, it was the Cardinals who won it by a score of one to nothing. <laughs> and Mike, that is baseball. The Cardinals boost their record, if you can call it that, to 11 games under 500. They're now 26 and 37 on the year and now come home. They'll have three games against the pretty good Cincinnati Reds team coming up this weekend. But still, the Cardinals may have shaken free of the shackles of that losing streak, where in baseball, really, it's a game of rhythm more than anything else. The Cardinals win it on an eighth-inning home run by, of all people, Alec Burleson. Now, he's a good player, don't get me wrong, but Burleson is not necessarily your quintessential long ball threat. And what he did was guess right. The pitcher John Gray on the hill for the Texas Rangers, and Gray went all the way in this game one time, Oklahoma Sooner. Gray threw a slider. Burleson had an idea that a slider might be coming. He reached down and goffed it into the right field seats for a home run, and that was the only run of the game. Texas Rangers had plenty of opportunities, but the Cardinals came up with some very good defense. In fact, Florida, the, I, I'm sorry, Texas, loaded the bases in the first inning. Texas had the bases loaded with one out and did not score. That says something about the pitching of Jack Flaherty, who gets the win out of this one. He uh, really pitched very well, allowed three hits and struck out eight in his six innings of work. But, hey, a Cardinals win, one to nothing, and everything helps at this juncture. Everything helps and they have got a tough mountain to climb if they're going to try and do anything for the rest of the season and it needs to start today who won at the women's college softball world series my guy who else the yep. oklahoma win number 52 in a row no surprise this is the first game of the best of three ncaa national championship series it's oklahoma versus florida state oklahoma wins it five to nothing last night they had a big fourth uh three run inning in the fourth inning and, and they just they just dominated game from the mound and offensively. Oklahoma is pretty doggone good. You don't win. I don't care who you're playing. You don't win 52 straight without having a lot of talent. And the Sooners did it. They'll go for the national championship, which would be their third in a row. They go for it tonight down in Oklahoma City. Good luck to the ladies. Uh, Ned also brought in his giant massive dusty book of historical facts so i know we get a history lesson today. well we do and there's a reason why we have this history lesson all of the talk in here in the recent days has been this controversial merger between the pga and the live golf tour everybody's had an opinion on it and i read these sports periodicals about the alleged sports writers who oh this is a terrible deal and usa has sold itself and all this sort of thing i wish some of these writers they, they need to go back to writing school, number one, or abandon the profession and go into something else because they do not know what they're talking about. All right, here's the deal. The, the two entities have merged, and they'll really go into effect next year. But why is this, in my opinion, significant? Because, Mike, 57 years ago today, 57 years ago, 1966, June the 8th, you know what happened? How about taking a guess? A merger between the AFL and the NFL, the two major pro football entities. And when they merged, what happened? 57 years later, the rest is history. Perhaps the greatest sports unit in the world. 
And they just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Ned, you have a great day, and I will see you tomorrow.